Washington Radio represent East Coast, Ready, Real, and Right Radio, representing Florida. That's right, you heard it. The land of Alligatorville and frogs. Not good. So that being said, let's try to, uh, you know, get Brother Alien on. Can we do that? Let's see. What's up? Brother Alien. Oh, I'm landing in Las Vegas. What's up? Praise the Lord. You know, we did a show. I believe you were on it. Were you? In 2019, when we I did a broadcast called The Coming Alien Deception. I think I was on that show. Okay. As long as you think it, it could be. Because as a man thinketh, so shall he be. Um, I believe you were. Okay. Um, and, you know, the, the reason behind that broadcast then... Um, hold on. I need to drink my delicious, powerful coffee. <laughs> you have any coffee, boy? I did have a monster sugar for you, which is like four oh, cups come of coffee on, bro. all at once. <laughs> all right, then. Okay, you don't okay, come okay. on watching radio wimping out on some little freaking soy boy drink. Okay, then uh, I'll pull out my freeze dried. Okay, okay, okay. okay. No, nah, you can't. There's no time for cooking now, bruh. Forget it. Just be a freaking sure? insufficient man for the rest of the show. I bind that in Jesus' name. Yeah, you can keep binding all you want, bro. That was the rules. As a man, four as a man cups. Thinks, 
As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Yeah, and that's a man with no go-go juice going on. All right? Whatever. Um, all right, so getting back to the 2019, that was the writer and the contract of this broadcast that you must inhale four cups of coffee. Okay? Dude, because I'm... I'm, I'm what? That was 160 milligrams of caffeine. That Dude, like I'm living by the code coffee. right here. I'm living by it. And you failed, man. The heart of the code is 160 milligrams of caffeine. You got to get it appropriately. Yeah. I could hot. have an... I- I could have an IV pumping the exact amount of caffeine in me, and that would be the heart of the Bro, measure. I can always detect when you're insufficient on caffeine, and it's happening now. How many cups Set. have you had? Like freaking three. All right. You're behind. You're behind me. All right, listen. You need to catch up to where I am. All right. 2019, the coming alien deception. That's the broadcast I did. I see all these folks now, including Squirrel Graybeard. Stealing my message, it's sad. And they're now making uh, the coming alien deception. Well, you know what? The Lord gave me that many, many, many years ago and how that would be the great falling away, but I didn't get it really on my own. I got it from a prophet that I met 24 years ago in something called Pal Talk. I don't know if anyone remembers it, but... It was kind of the first audio chat system. Uh, And he used to have this channel, and it was called The Coming Alien Deception. And I would go in there, and he would warn me. He would tell me what the Lord was telling me to remember. And I said, okay, I'll remember what you're telling me. Then a prophetess came along and got the same message as him. And the message was that in the latter days that the Lord wants the warning going out right here, right now, passing to you, Rich, and others, that there will be a great revealing of alien life and a great unmasking of aliens, and the message will be that they are our creators and that they are kind of our God and gave us religions and all concerned about us and the path, something like that, and that this would be the great falling away because many would take faith in something that they're seeing. But here is the problem. It's a demonic manifestation. That's the message. So Lucifer is pulling his hat trick off. Okay? Yeah, light bearer. Looks good. It's happening now. You're seeing more and more unmasking of this alien revelation that that man of God gave me 24 years ago that I just simply relayed, kept my promise to him, and relayed it to you to the best of my ability. You could take it any way you want. I did my job. I've been on this broadcast over two decades, okay, the Lord has kept me by his grace, 
and mercy, I assure you. And uh, I'm here to tell you that's the warning. Now, many are going to be deceived. Uh, Many think the great falling away was apostate Christianity. (laughs) That's not it. That's just apostate Christianity. Guess what? There's been apostate Christianity always going on. Forever. It was going on. Paul was warning about it. He was, who, who has bewitched you? They were completely deviating to the, from the simplicity of the gospel. Oh, yeah. So that's not the great falling away. The great falling away is going to come masked in something revealing that people are going to sink their teeth into. They're going to take it because the devil is the ultimate deceiver. Okay? Now, I want to touch on in this broadcast today um, a little bit on um, the hour that we're in because last week we touched on we would st- uh, go into a little bit of a study. Uh, you all right? Yeah, uh, I wanted to touch on the alien thing myself for a second. You and literally uh, the- want to speak? Yes, I do. Please. Okay. Thank you. Um, if even if uh, aliens, so-called aliens, could get up to one tenth the speed of light using an absurd amount of energy. If they, if an alien ship, if any ship was to hit a grain of sand going at one-tenth the speed of light, it would be like uh, an absurd amount of explosives hitting that ship as they're going that fast. So literally, uh, travel between the stars is literally wildly, wildly, wildly impossible because even if you can go that fast, it's wildly dangerous. So and it would and even at one tenth the speed of light to go to a, a star that's 100 light years away, it would take a thousand years. So let's say the aliens live 10,000 years. It's still impossible because if you're going the faster you go, the more likely you are to blow up the second you hit a grain of sand. That's it. Amen. Alan's trying to tell you that this definitely is a deception. See, Lucifer is a light bearer. He can manifest light. And that's the issue with today. People are being deceived by false prophecies. They've been given the hopium pipes, meaning they're just completely thinking that this is going to be kicking along forever. And I'm here to tell you it's not. People have been sucking the hopium pipe way too long. And I get it. You want to be optimistic. I get it. You're an optimistic person. I get it. But it's not lining up with Scripture. That's not what's said in the Word. That's the issue. You have the Word of God literally slamming you into a wall. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because the great falling away is manifesting right before your eyes. It's about to take place. They're stepping up to it. This whistleblower that's come forth was planned. It's all planned. It's just getting it out there, laying the foundation for the deception that's coming. You just saw what happened in Las Vegas. 
right after that revelation being bestowed by the whistleblower that they have these beings and they have the vessels, so on and so forth. Then we get this crashed alien ship in in Las Vegas, right? Just happened. Phone calls coming in, all setting the stage for what's what's about to take place. This man of God that's told me 24 years ago, I'm relaying it to you. That's all. I'm a messenger. I would hope that you pray about it. This great falling away has been planned since the beginning of the ages. It's been working on up. So, take it the way you will. But I will say, take heed, because things are going to get a little bumpy. And as you can see, they are. They are getting bumpy. You're watching a totalitarian state form right before your eyes. And retard man, the diaper blower with the fake doctor wife, that is, they're not in control here. We're talking about the hierarchy of a satanic regime. It's global. It's a global dominance plan moving towards the digital currency. Why do you think they want Putin out of the way? They want everybody to fall in line to this digital currency program, which would be units. It's all the buying and selling system that we were warned about happening right now. Yeah. Are you going to get your good boy units? This living code currency given to you. This is why we have to learn to walk by faith right more than ever. Now, if we don't just trust in God, we're, we're doomed. We got to start standing on the word 1,000%. And if we don't, when more trials come, we're not going to be ready for them. We got to be ready. We got to be walking in the authority of the word, guys. And you might have to just believe God for provision. You might have to believe God for planting your own vittles. Like growing something. How about that? God blessing a chicken. You might have a, a chicken. You might have, you know, my neighbor over here got chicken. You, you, you don't know. But these units and the, 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 the encrypted currency they want to come out with, they want everybody on that program. Worldwide dominance. And you might say, that just can't happen. Well, that's their plan. And they don't want Trump in there because Trump is a big monkey wrench on their system. Big. They fear him because he doesn't have any fear. God anointed Trump to have no fear. He just, and that's what terrifies them. The more they terrorize him, the more at peace he looks. And he's there to churn these people and manifest these people that to expose these people to who they are right before your eyes. That's right. A stumbling block to them. And now they're unmasked. The whole system's been unmasked. 
They're evil. They're devices. They're planning the state media, the state control, the totalitarianism, the growing of the empire police state, the ATF making its own laws, the IRS militarized M4 rifle carrying army with with the the you know, armored vehicles with trannies and and rainbow hair team coming out of them. I mean, this is getting weird. What are you going to do? The white horse in Revelation 6 is the Antichrist system. God is allowing it. You see, captivity will bring repentance in most cases. Look at King Manasseh, most wickedest king ever in the Bible. But when he was into captivity, he repented and God restored him. Hard times can bring us to a place of realization that we got to get right with God. And that's what God wants. And he's going to get it. Because many in this hour are feeling it. And many in this hour are getting on the hitting their knees. They're praying more. They can see the signs of the times. They're not burying their head in the sand and they listen to messages like this, and they, they say, okay, I can see what he's saying. This is really heating up. That's right. It is heating up. Brother Allen, you'd like to touch in on that? Um, not just at this moment, because, um, yeah, they definitely want their evil system, and uh, Trump is out golfing, and he's out going to Waffle Houses. And, uh, yeah, they want to terrorize him. They can't. He's brave. And he keeps holding rallies where tens of thousands of people show up. And, uh, yeah, it should terrorize him. Amen. He's there, to, he's there to prod these people and expose these people for you. God wants you to be aware of what we're dealing with. And Trump brought this to the surface. We all and all these never Trump Christians that say he was a Freemason and all that, you you don't know what you're talking about. Okay? You don't know what you're talking about. He's not. And all you word curse Christians out there that have been word cursing him, you're gonna have trouble. You should be praying for him. If you don't see what's going on here. I don't even I, I don't even know what to say to you. Yeah, um, Trump is uh, the most stupendous president we've had in a long time. He ended Roe v. Wade. He moved the capital, our embassy to the capital of Israel, Jerusalem. He reinstituted tariffs, uh, which are the original design for revenue collection for America, where we tax foreign corporations and not Americans. They did not have income taxes before 1913. And yet we had schools, we had a military, we had police, we had fire departments because of tariffs, taxes on foreign corporations, not income taxes on Americans, not property taxes on Americans. Property taxes amount to renting the land you own a house on. That is not what the founding fathers had in mind, where if you fail to pay some property taxes, you lose a house that was given to you by your grandfather. So, uh, yeah, Trump wants to. The tariffs are the first step back in the direction of uh, 
Americans being free and not living on what amounts to a free range tax farm. You, you, you make some money, you're taxed. You, you buy something, you pay a sales tax. You uh, own a house, you pay a property tax, you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's all going to come okay. to an end once we get Trump back in. Amen. All right, tax boy. Um, they are literally manifesting. If you can't see the face of what we're dealing with, this is totalitarianism. They want to lock Trump up for 100 years. I mean, these people are sick. These are, And here's the thing. If they could do it to him, they would do it to you. They just make up laws. <laughs> the ATF is making laws now. I went to the gun shop over here. And I saw their guns all disassembled, like missing like the, the bases and stuff. He's like, yeah, well, ATF made a law. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, we can't have pistol braces anymore. They're all illegal. So I'm like, I said, how did ATF make a law? I've never heard of that before. He says, either have we. That's what he said to me. He goes, everything's, you know, it's crazy. It used to be Congress would make a law. And now the ATF somehow makes laws. It's really weird. Dude, this is weird. The ATF can't make, and if they're going to get through this with these making laws, I mean, this is weird. And now you see California, all the illegals running over there. They're all getting uh, the checks, the weekly checks now they're getting. You know, you got veterans living on the street. Everything is backwards. This is Mystery Babylon. Becoming the land of every hateful bird. There's hate everywhere you look. You go on Twitter, it's like you got to take a bath when you get off there. It's There's so much vileness. There's so much, so many libtard cyber tough guys on there. And you know that if you saw any of them in the natural, you would flick your finger on their arm and it would break. These soy boy, no gonad little cucks. And they're all on there, you know, thinking they're in the Incredible Hulk. Um, You know what? That's what we're dealing with, people. In the old days, we would just gather these people up and rumble them. You would have a rumble. That's the old days. That's right. You'd rumble them. And it would be over. But now, everybody's a cyber tough guy, keyboard warrior, and uh, that's what we're dealing with. All this hate. There's no accountability for what they're saying and doing and how they're acting, the witchcraft they're doing. They're emanating witchcraft, constant word curses, constant terror, constant turning people over, constantly terrorizing everybody. This is a land of terror. And they're not being dealt with. They have not been dealt with. And because they have not been dealt with, they're growing stronger. They're weeds. If you don't deal with the weed, it just keeps growing and getting bigger and stronger. What the intel agencies did to Trump, all the lies and deceptions and setting him up. (laughs) Nobody's been held accountable. So guess what? That weed is going to grow, and get, and you're watching it getting stronger right before your eyes. That should have been dealt with. 
the right way. But here we are. We're dealing with more lies, more deception, more totalitarian, more fake prosecutions. This is like another man of God told me over 20 years ago that the beast's head that was wounded and did heal was the bear. If you look at it, it it talks about all the beasts. One of them was the bear. The bear's head was wounded when communism uh, was struck. There was a great pushback on that Marxist spirit. Well, guess what? It's been healed. And that Marxist spirit is growing even here in the land of the eagle. You see this Marxism, Marxist spirit in people where that's what they want. Totalitarian control to rip you down, to dictate to you, to try to rip God out of everyone's life. And it's even worse this time because they have the perversion of the children. They want to taint the child into sexual immorality at the age of five or four years old and try to remove its genitalia. Oh, yeah, this is much worse. So the harming of children is at hand. And Jesus warned about this, that it would be better that a millstone be tied around your neck and you'd be thrown to drown and die that way. You'd be better off that way, dying that way. I wonder how serious this is. I wonder how serious the Lord takes this. If that's his advice, you better be you better be warning these bastards. Because I got news for you. The place they're going in the lower depths of hell is mind-blowing. Okay? Mind-blowing. The Lord don't mess around. You might say, oh, he's he's the lamb, he's peace and God, hallelujah. Yeah, but forget not both sides of God. Oh, yeah, the kindness, we get it, but also the severity. Jesus said it himself, fear him who after he's killed you has the power to cast you into hell. His father he was telling you about. So he's a killer. God's a killer. Wow, really? Yeah. Check out God's a Killer by A.A. Allen, taken out of 2 Samuel. Or is it 1 Samuel? I don't remember. But that was in the, was it, is it 1 Samuel? Um, the prophetess Hannah got that word. The Lord killeth. Jesus reiterated right there. Fear him after he's killed you, has the power to cast you into hell. That's right. I'm not talking about the devil there because the devil's going into the lake. That's where he's going. It's a big loser team. It's not going to be good. That's why you got to be focused on getting ready, real, and right. The three R's. We did a show on that many years ago. The three R's. Ready, real, and right. And let's look at why. We look at Genesis chapter 35. This is when Jacob is being called back to Bethel. See, Bethel was a place of memorialism to to Jacob. 
It was a place where he was fleeing in great turmoil. And the Lord spoke to him there and uh, gave him the revelations from heaven, ascending and descending, ascending and descending, the Jacob's Ladder. And that place was called Bethel, where he put his head on a rock. God was calling him back to that place. That place of revelation and rhema and pouring out and being in continuity with the Lord. Complete continuity. And in order to be in complete continuity with the Lord, with angels ascending, descending, ascending, and descending, you got to be clean. Because guile and filth and the stain of iniquity are a shadow on your spirit, man, and can stunt the manifestation of revelation being bestowed upon you from the prophetic and from words of wisdom and words of knowledge and from visions. That's right. We have to have a clean transmitter. Let's look at it that way. Clean transmission. Sin, guile, iniquity are going to build up that stain. So being called back to Bethel is a place of cleaning, cleaning house. And that's the message for the hour. God saying, get ready, get real, and get right, because we don't want to miss out on what's going on. And we certainly want to have the revelation in this hour of what God's telling us to do, when he's telling us to do, and how he's telling us to do it. Because you see, those that watch and pray can escape things coming on the earth. So says the word of God. So shall it be. Right, Alan? Right. We got a, um, one of the few commands that I remember that's given in the law of Moses and given in the, in the New Testament is be ye holy for I am holy. And uh, praise the Lord. We can confess First John 1, 8. First John chapter one, verses eight through 10. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. And that's why when we do deliverance services, we do renunciations of sins for ourselves and our fathers so that then demons come out much easier. Otherwise, the demons have legal ground to stay in people's lives. So once they that's why just during the renunciations, um, demons start coming out. People start manifesting. They start shaking. They start they start making noises because the demons are coming out because they've lost their legal ground. So um, let's confess our sins, draw near to God, worship God, bind devils, help the poor, tithe, fight the wicked, uh, believe God for uh, Bible promises. Amen. All right. That's right. He's talking about generational iniquity also has to be dealt with. So this is Genesis 35. It's talking about repentance here, getting right with God. You see, Jacob came to a place where he got loose. He strayed a little bit, and God knew this. And he allowed certain things into his house, his household, that were an abomination. We've all been there. It's understandable. And God is saying to him here, okay, 
Let's get this go. Get it out. Get it gone. So let's read it. Then God said to Jacob, go up to Bethel and settle there and build an altar there to God who appeared to you when you were fleeing your brother Esau. You see, he was fleeing. He was running. He was in turmoil. This is a place of remembrance, a place that he had an ignited situation with the Lord. Have you ever had an ignited situation with the Lord? Kind of a momentum, uh, a memorandum of, of time and a place where you were just seeking God and God was pouring out a spirit upon you and you remember it and you can close your eyes right now and just say, yeah, I can remember that moment and I need that moment and I I need to be in that moment. Well, here it is. We all need that moment with God all the time. And God wants us in that moment all the time. But in Genesis 35, there was some pollution going on in the house of Jacob. So let's see what Jacob does. Because Jacob knew that God was calling him back to a place of holiness Oh, yeah. Get it? Being called back to a place of holiness. Verse 2. So Jacob said to his household, Woo! Let's, let's see. And to all who were with him, Get rid of all the foreign gods that you have with you. Now think about that today. Maria just had a lengthy dream about people going to a slaughter, millions of people going to a slaughter. Um, I haven't completely interpreted part of it, but uh, there was one path off of the slaughter road, which was, it was a door leading to nothing, but into the door there was slaughter. But there was one path, a narrow, get it, corridor, where she was able to get on, a narrow one, and she went to a different building. And that is a real warning about this enterprising spirit because there was enterprising behind it, Um, people seeking out mammon, the gain of this world. Uh, Elisha said to Gehazi, is it a time for that? And Gehazi still wanted that mammon, right? He still wanted to get that gain to a level where it became a god. And it became a curse unto him. And he was next in line for the prophetic anointing, by the way. So it was a high calling on Gehazi's life. But that mammon was able to draw him out what the prophet man of God was telling, warning him. Is it a time for that? And I believe the Lord is saying that in this hour. I mean, should we have provision and stabilization and, and, and thinking, uh, having what we need to get what we want to, to positions of uh, things we might need to carry out and the turmoil coming? Yeah, I believe so. Especially uh, a fishing pole, especially some gardening equipment, seeds stored away. Stuff like that is always good to have in hand. Um, getting ready for, we don't know what's happening but the way the world's going now it's it's unstable because of sin so get rid of the foreign gods and he says and purify yourselves change your clothes change your garments this is 
Jacob speaking over all the members that were with him. Then come, let's go up to Bethel, where I will build an altar to God, who answered me in the day of my distress. You remember I was talking about that earlier? That continuity. You see, Jacob had the right response here. He had the right response. He was being called back to a place of holiness, and he began to speak to everyone and everyone around him, get ready, real and right. That's really what's going on here. In my distress. So they gave Jacob the foreign gods. They had in their rings and ears, they had all these abominations they were carrying around. And Jacob, here we go, buried them under the oak at Shechem. Interesting. You see, the oak here, I believe, represents the cross, the power of Calvary, to break the power of the abominations of sin, the changing of garments, the purifying of oneself he spoke of, and getting rid of the abominations and putting them under the oak. Think about that. The power of the cross. That's the the power of God to break these curses. Brother Allen just touched on it. Break the curse. Get the demon out. Get rid of the abominations. Get ready, real, and right. Why? Because the hour's late. I'll show you why right now. You want to see it? Sure. Watch, therefore. This is in Matthew 24. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. Think about that. But know this, that if the good men of the house had known in what to watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. I apologize for this weird translation I pulled up. Therefore, be ye also ready. Now, get the context of what we just spoke on there. Jesus was saying, hey, if this dude knew, he wouldn't have had the issue. And next verse, therefore, be ye ready for in such an hour as you think not. There it is. The son of man cometh. Who then is faithful and a wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give him meat in due season? Blessed is the servant whom the Lord, his Lord, when he cometh, shall find him doing. We got to keep doing the word of God. Alan hands out tracts. We preach. We get on here. We have prayer meetings uh, every day. We got to do something. Keep doing the word. Keep, even if it's tracks. I got so many stories with tracks. So many. Get some tracks. Be a doer. There's protection in being a doer of the word. 
Get the message out. Get the warning out. Get some chick track, better life now, whatever it was, uh, that track. Uh, this was your life. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. And just put them on some, you know, you go to the store, put a couple up on the, on the, on the, on the, the car to your left and the car to your right and walk away. That's sowing seed. There's a blessing for that. Let's keep on being doers of the word in this hour. But One the context, get uh, yeah, down, sorry. One time I was putting tracts on people's cars, and I remember sitting in my car after covering a parking lot, and this young lady came back to her car. She picked up the chick tract. Uh, it was a uh, you have a date back when I used to hand those out, and I saw her sit there in the car in her car, and she was thoughtfully reading um, what looked like most of it, and I was like, wow, how many? I wonder from the Thousands of tracks I put on like right now. I wonder of the thousands of tracks I put on people's windshields while they were shopping at this store, that store, you know, how many of them sat there and thoughtfully considered or reconsidered the gospel um, because of that putting of the tract on their car. And I personally was witness to um, six times between the ages of 16 and 26 uh, and then the seventh time I got born again in front of an open Bible. But I remember each of those six times. I remember meeting Tracy when I was selling my Atari ST when I was 16. I remember um, getting a tract in college when I was 20. I remember um, Jennifer inviting me to church when I was uh, uh, in my last semester of college. I remember um, this kind old black gentleman inviting me to his church. I remember Dan. I remember them all. And um these people, you put tracks on their cars, they will remember, and it moves them. Those who God has chosen, they will be moved toward um, the will of God being accomplished in their lives by being born again as you put tracks on their cars. Amen. Yeah, like I had that one guy called me eight years later and got saved from a track. Eight years. Okay. I was kind of stunned. Wow. And at that time, I had stopped giving out tracks, by the way, and that was the Lord telling me, hey, it was not in vain. So I got the call from the guy because I used to stamp the tracks the back of my phone number. So it rang. I had that toll-free number. And he said, do you remember me? And you know, he, was this, he said, I was an atheist. I met you in uh, Broadway in 51st. Anyway, the, the, the point is, be a doer of the word, okay? When the Son of Man returned... Will he find faith? Do you believe the word of God? Because understands it's at an hour you think not. You see, it's the problem I have with the post-tribbers. It's going to be an hour you're definitely thinking (laughs) post-trib. It's just no way around it. If you really look at the book of Revelation, it's going to be pretty obvious after the bowls of wrath, yeah, uh, probably the Lord's turn returning at this hour. It's going to get real hairy. That's why I'm mid-trib. I've always been a mid-tribber. And I get that out of the book of Kings when the man's hand appeared as a cloud. That was halfway into a seven-year famine. And it was in the clouds that that man's hand appeared. And the rain started when Elijah prayed. That was three and a half years in, if you check it. So, 
Get it, man's hand, clouds, get it. Come on. Anyway, um, here we go. This is a real warning at an hour you think not. I mean, come on. The Lord's telling you, it's not, it's going to be sudden. It's going to be sudden. But we can discern the times. And I'm here to tell you, you should be putting your prophetic finger up in the air right now and taking a look around. Because what they're doing with the children and the perversions and the wackoness manifesting, this is cat out of the bag and sanity. We've entered into a time where, and by the way, we've done shows on this in the past, me and Alan, I'm sure, but time has sped up. Remember, it's a time would would accelerate for, for the elect's sake. Because of the aggrieving of the spirit, the vexing of the righteous soul, that's going on now. People's souls are being vexed. So God said, okay, because of that, I'm going to speed up time, get it over with quicker. That means God's warning you it's going to be faster. And he's doing it for a reason. For the elect's sake. You ever hear the term, get it over quick? Well, that's what the Lord's saying he's going to do. It's so abominable. It's so terrible for his elect, and he doesn't want their soul vexed. So Lot's soul was vexed, right, in Sodom. That's what it says. You look at the time of a second hand now. I urge any one of you. I worked in the alarm industry for 30 years. I used to have to, when I had the entry, I used to install alarms years ago. I had a count, uh, and it always was perfect, by the way. And I've done this for years. When I set the alarm and I I programmed it, I'd have a 30-second entry time. Okay? 30 seconds. That means when they open the front door, they had 30 seconds to shut the alarm off. That was a del- called delay, all right? Keep in mind, I've been, I started doing this back in 1986. It's been a long time, all right? I started. That's when the Napco eight, Magnum 800s were out, old panels, and you had a count. You had a count. There was no display. It was just a green light. So I would count the time and I was good at it because I did it so many times open the door and I would go 1 1000 2 1000 3 1000 4 1000 5 1000 6 1000 I would count that way all right and guess what I was always accurate it would be 30 and boom the alarm would go off so I knew the pace you ever hear of memory muscle, Alan? Yeah, muscle memory, yeah. That's what I had. Let's call it that. When you do something so many times, do you believe that you technically can get there where you're getting more skilled at something, Alan? Do you? Absolutely. You do something a few hundred times, you're kind of good at it. You do something a few thousand times, you become excellent. And you do something tens of thousands of times, you're elite. Absolutely. I, w- I was elite and counting off. 
because that was my job and my trade, and I did it for years, all right? Well, guess what? When I look at my digital clock, and it has the two little, uh, the colon in, in the center flashing, that's seconds. I don't know if you have a digital clock. Look at any digital, account any digital or any uh, seconds right now. I, I dare you. And try to do the one Mississippi. Try to do 30 the way I just did it. And watch what how You're going to be stumbling over yourself. It's, it's not going to work. Try it. Get the seconds hand on the digital clock, the flashing colon, and, the, and the, that's seconds. And then it, you might be able to get the first four out of five, but watch what happens. You're going to notice you're stumbling over yourself. There's no pace anymore. It's going to be one thousand, one two, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand. You're going to be going like that. Try it. Take it from me. I had to do that perfectly for years, so I know that it's off. I can look at it and, and through, like Alan said, you become skilled at it. Did it thousands of times. I had muscle memory. Oh yeah, but now it's not working. So you might say, oh, Rich, you're older now. Maybe you're just not as skilled. No, it's just a pace, man. I know how to count. I'm a musician. I know how to keep time. It's not working out. Do it. Try it. You're going to be blubbering over yourself. You're going to be like that. It doesn't pace anymore the way one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Try it. Go a full Richard, 20 seconds. I, I used to, the high school I went to in the junior high, we used to have analog clocks on every wall. And these analog clocks, they didn't, the second hand wouldn't sweep along. It would jerk along with each second. So I remember watching that second hand. You know, I remember the pace. I spent a lot of time in a lot of boring classes watching that clock jerk between the seconds. And I, yeah, I'm looking at the timer showing how long we've been doing this broadcast. And, Compared to that, this timer's racing. The seconds race by compared to when the, the the pacing I remember growing up watching those clocks. Amen. Alan's literally getting the revelation right now. Because when you look at the second hands, they're running past the second prompts. It never was like that before. It was one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Four Mississippi, five Mississippi, six Mississippi, like that. That's how it was. It's not like that anymore. Try it. You're going to be shocked. Do a full 30 the way I just explained and watch your tongue stumbling over yourself. You know why? Because time is speeding up. That's why, for the elect's sake, the vexing of the soul, people are vexed by watching the perversions and wickedness spurring all around. The vileness of the satanic libtards, grieving, vexing the Lord's people's righteous soul. happening it's a prophetic sign and you should be taking note of it 
Let me read in um, Matthew 13. People better get ready, real, and right. I'm warning you now. People better be shaking the abominations clean. We started in Genesis 35, where Jacob had the wisdom to get rid of it. To get rid of the abominations, put them under the cross. The power of the cross will break the curse. Matthew 13, verse 37, Jesus answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one. Now, I, you hear them, me call them satanic libtards? That's because they are. There are sons of Belial. I know this is hard to hear because the overblowative hopiums, there's a lot of people smoking hopium. They just think the whole world's going back to normal. <laughs> you know, genie's out of the bottle, but everything's going back to normal. Great falling away is at hand, but everything's going back to normal. I once saw a sign one. It says, normal is not returning, but Jesus is. And I I just stood there and looked at the sign. I said, wow, (laughs) it's kind of interesting sign. Oh, yeah. This level of evil that's manifesting in the sons of Belial is a prophetic sign to you. They are running wild. It's totalitarian. It's perversion. It's the lust and pedophilia. It is sex trafficking, children trafficking, child sacrifice. These abominations are the epitome of it. And the Lord will not have it. The people of the evil one are the weeds. King David talked about the sons of Belial. There's some the devil here has on earth. And you might say they rejected the gospel so many times. Why are they so seared? God's spirit will not strive with man forever. That's why. You will become hardened in sin. That's what it says in the book of Hebrews. Be aware of the deceitfulnesses of sin. That you're not hardened in it. When you're getting hardened in it, you're getting a seared conscience. When you got a seared conscience, the Holy Spirit can't convict you anymore because you allowed that thing to come in so many more times. You brought in a searing with a hot iron. You want to get to that point? I don't. Alan, don't. Alan, do you? No, no. Alan, I mean, Alan said no. 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 I don't. And I don't want anyone to be to that point. The problem is when people have rejected the gospel so many times, God says, my spirit will not strive with man forever. Is he making it up, Alan? Absolutely not. Jesus never told a lie. Amen. Jesus never told a lie. 
so when we look at this searing that's going on, when you just saw, see people become so reprobate, why did God do that to them? Because it says God does that. He turns them over to a reprobate mind because they're a lover of the creation more than a lover of God. A lover of perversions and lust more than a lover of God. A lover of unholiness and wickedness more than a lover of God. And when you continue in that, the reprobate spirit is sent out to make sure you get what you want. It's a real warning that you're not hardened in sin. That's the deceitfulnesses of it. Better take it, take note of it. That was the warning in the book of Hebrew. The weeds are the people of the evil one, said Jesus. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. And the harvesters are the angels. This is the parable. He was unleashing the parable to them. They didn't understand it. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. There we go. Notice it says all that do evil. All. This is a problem. Alan, do you think we should get rid of evil? Yeah, we... uh the word says, uh, Jesus said to the disciples, now you are clean by the word which I have spoken. And in one of the epistles, it says uh, uh, basically that a man of God purifies himself. And, and we do that by uh, letting the word dominate our thoughts, our words, uh, and our actions. And we build a life uh, tempered with the thinking words and actions of God's word. And that will be a bulwark against sin when temptations come our way. We're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might in that moment of temptation. Amen. Good word. Amen. Amen. That's right. Preach it. All that do evil will be plucked up by God's angels. Do you believe him, Alan? Absolutely. I, how, how do you think that's going to look, Alan, where an angel of God grabs you? That's what Jesus is saying. You're an evildoer, right? Right. You're someone that causes sin, it says here. Okay. Well, the way uh, Jack Chick would dis- would depict that in his uh, cartoon tracks is um, the angel would pick someone up and the person would be explaining to the angel wait a second, I already died. Why am I here? Um, you know, earth is where heaven and hell is. Why, why am I here? And they will be in a state of bewilderment, according to that illustration. Do, do you so, believe it? Yeah, angels are going to do that. And I want to be on the right side of God. I want to have spent thousands of hours listening to my Bible and or anointed sermons and praying in the spirit and Worshiping God and 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 obeying God in all kinds of ways, so that uh, I'm good and I'm uh, there's sin is the farthest thing from my mind, and I'm praising God and thanking God and flowing in blessings and 
and looking at temptations and bad situations and calling them lying vanities, just like uh, just like Jonah did in the in the whale's belly. I mean, he's in the whale's belly and looks to his left. There's whale's belly looks to his right. There's whale's belly. But and yet he called them lying vanities and God brought him back from the depths and uh, he was able to finish his life. Well, amen. This might sound fantastic. But look what's going on with the alien deception right now. It's not doesn't sound too fantastic anymore. Because Satan is popping his Lucifer is manifesting the light bearer is manifesting right before your eyes in the natural. For deception to deceive and to wreck the faith of many. It's happening. Open your eyes. This is going to happen soon. God's angels are going to be told to do this. They are literally going to pick people up and throw them into a blazing furnace of fire. So says the word of God. It says there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But then it says, verse 43, then the righteous will shine like the sun and the kingdom of, of their father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Gee, I wonder what side of that program I want to be on. What about you, Alan? I definitely want to be on God's side because God is no loser. If it's not victory, God has nothing to do with it. And that, uh, and I, I want to be on his side. Amen. It's a pretty hard message here, guys. For the overbloviated of God's love people, I get it. God is love. I give, you know, God used to instruct me years ago in the streets. I always would, when I was out ministering out in the uh, Bowery, Two, three o'clock in the morning. I always had in my back pocket uh, chick tracks that were called Love Story. And you might say, Rich, that's kind of out of your character because you're, you know, kind of a brimstone fire, brimstone preacher. You always seem to have been. Now, I, I have to be sensitive to the spirit. And if I saw someone trod down and someone going through something rough, if I could just get an unction of the Spirit of God, and the Lord said, minister to them this way. You've got to be all things to all men. And I would take the love story track out, and I would say, the Lord loves you, and this is the letter of that love to you right here, right now. And I minister to that person that way. It's called love story, Jack Trick. But other times, God would have me definitely give, this was your life. Um, to others. And I would go down to the Bowery, St. Mark Street, late at night in the summer, preaching down there, which was a good ground, actually, to preach. But um, getting back to this message here that Jesus is preaching, imagine the disciples hearing this message, the looks on their face. Um, This is a hard message because... 
this blazing furnace of fire is not going to be good. You're not going to be happy. And I'm telling you, it's going to happen. This should give you the zeal to win souls right here. Next time you're ministering or you're getting an unction in the spirit or you're looking at someone, ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not want people going into this furnace. We got to start ministering the appropriate ways, the appropriate time for the, for the appropriate person. Bring as many in as we can. You're storing up the riches in heaven by doing so. This world, the riches mean nothing. They're useless. You should be building up your spiritual rewards. A soul winner. Those that win souls are what, Alan? They are wise. I wonder why. They know where their treasure is, and it's definitely not here. We can't take it with us. And there's a cloud of witnesses watching us, and uh, we gotta got to do the word. Amen. You know, in the book of Ezekiel, it talks about the mark of God on, on the children of Israel's uh, heads, where God put a mark on them. And that's always bewildered me. Is that a good word to use here, Alan? What does bewildered mean? Like kind of confusing with all the possibilities presented. Maybe that's what bewilder means. Bewildered me. And, you know, that mark was given on the foreheads of certain people. The angel of God put the mark on their heads. And that was a mark in the spirit realm that when the judgment came, there was protection for those people that had the mark. I did a message on this 15 years ago called the mark of God. But, and God confirmed it the next day, by the way. Oh, yeah. It was confirmed in a dream by somebody else that contacted me. Where they saw people having a mark, a yellow mark on their foreheads. And as she was telling me the dream, I had my door open, and um, Reggie, my, my Dalmatian, was outside. And this is how God confirmed it. When Reggie came in, he had yellow on his forehead. <laughs> I was looking at him as she, as was, she was telling me. And I said, you're not going to believe this. My dog just came in with yellow on his forehead. He was around some pollen or flowers or something. And that was yellow, and it, flowers marked his head. And he came in with that yellow, and, and the yellow, the dream she had, she was telling me, and the confirmation was Reggie coming in with the yellow. God was confirming it. Confirming it! You want the mark of God on your forehead. And the way they got it was weeping and mourning for the abominations of the land. That's intercession. That's getting before God. That's praying. That's spiritual warfare. That's speaking the word. That's speaking and preaching the words of repentance and getting ready real and right and the gospel of Christ. That's how you get the mark. 
protection, Goshen. You want it? It's established in the word. Mark of God in the book of Ezekiel. Get it. We all need to get it. We got to be under the protection barrier. We need that mark in the spirit as an angel passes or an angel's doing something because they're carrying out God's plans and orders. You want the angel looking down and giving you the nod. That's Brother Allen and nod. That's Richard. That's Sister Rose. That's, you know, Sister Michelle. The nod. The nod and just flying by. Brethren with them. Or do you want to be on the other side of that? Where the angels of destruction and the angels that are going forth don't know you. Where the angels are being sent forth and the horses are riding and unleashing warring angels and they don't know you. How is that going to work out for you? You want the mark of God. You want that mark in the spirit. This is serious, people. This is big boy hour. I've been on this radio 24 years. This is big boy hour. I'm telling you. With that being said, we are going to get our big boy pants on. And we are going to keep doing the word of God. Me and Alan are planning, by the grace of God, to expand the broadcast. We have taken hits. We preached against the vaccine early on. We lost our channel on YouTube. We lost a lot of listeners because people are lazy. They go on the YouTube, and it's easy because they have the app on their smart TVs, and it's easy to listen that way. I get it. They have the YouTube app on their TV. I get it. It's easy. Well, guess what? We were deleted. We were deleted. And now we're just back to the podcast downloads. If you could share the show, that would be great. If this one person out there that could just share the show would help us get it out there because we took the hit. That's right. We took a hit for preaching the truth, by the way. And for exposing the satanic libtards, for exposing CERN, for exposing the alien deception way before anyone else has been talking about it. They're trying to stifle us, right, Alan? Yeah, they definitely don't like us, and uh, we'll keep doing the work. Amen. Yeah, well, incidentally, I'm on some type of global ban, and now i got to buy another phone, get another phone number. Because this is the weird thing, and I noticed it, and I've had people check, by the way. I don't know how they did this to me, but if I comment on something on YouTube, it doesn't show up. I'm shadow banned. I even contacted the contact maker, and I said, did you shadow ban me? And they said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, okay, my comment is shadow banned. I go on Facebook, nobody sees my comments. Jimmy calls me. He's like, how come you don't post anymore? He doesn't even see my posts. 
So I make double the posts. I think maybe some will get out. Then I go on Twitter. I got people telling me, are you on Twitter? I said, yeah, I'm following you. You don't, and you follow me. You don't see anything I'm typing? They say no. So how can I be banned on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at the same time? And why is Elon Musk allowing that to happen to me? I need to get a new phone, a new phone number, and next time I sign up, it's got to be a different type email. I need to get past these bands I'm under. I'm on some type of weird list. I'm on a list. I'm telling you. I've checked it. So they've been stifling us. We're going to be coming back, bouncing back with Podbean now and put out double and sometimes triple podcasts. We got back, by the grace of God, back on Google uh, podcast. Uh, praise God for that, right, Alan? Amen. Praise the Lord. They reversed themselves on, um, maybe it has to do with uh, Google reversing themselves on um banning people for questioning the 2020 election results. But, you know, praise God. I don't know. God did it. Praise God. Grace of God. Amen. Yeah, we, we got the medical violations. That's that's two two medical strikes came in. Because, oh, you know, all those doctors that work yeah. at uh, YouTube, they deemed, uh, you know, my, my record as a physician, I'm not a physician, and your record as a... Uh, as a uh, urology specialist, you're not a urology specialist. You know, they deemed us unworthy, and we got removed from their uh, team of doctors, those doctors at YouTube did that to us. Amen. Yeah, this is uh, kind of... Because all those doctors <laughs> yeah, kind of comical when we knew more than they did, and we're not even doctors. <laughs> and you were, and, and, but, all, but, you know, all those doctors coming against us, because YouTube's just packed with doctors. Okay, I'll stop. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Um, you know, what's sad is that we were more right than they were by the grace of God. We were more right than they were. By the grace of God. Yeah. Remember that prophetic word given by, uh, Redbeard that, uh, the vaccine is a, uh, it's a time bomb or something. What was it? Yeah. He stole that from me. Just like he steals everything (laughs) from me, like the alien deception he's coming out with now. So I said, you know, you mocked me back then. I literally have him on my wall back then mocking me. He's like, what are you talking about, aliens? <laughs> well, guess what, bro? Now he's talking about it. So I posted the show that he made fun of on his wall. I said, gee, it sounds wow. like you listen to me. And I posted the show. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. So getting back to that, we are going to get on Podbean and try to span this out. I'm getting, These bands are annoying me. With that being said, Brother Allen, do you have you want to summarize this show with with a, a little bit of an outtake? I know I talk too much again. I drank too much coffee. Wow, uh, too much. Well, you can never you can never drink too much coffee. And maybe I should have washed down my uh, Monster Sugar Free with an actual cup of coffee to balance it out. My voice would have been clearer. Anyway, um, uh, you know these this uh, what's going on right now is unprecedented in the craziness in terms of everything they're throwing yeah. in our faces while pretending it's totally normal and that everyone who's coming against it is off their rocker. No, it's a, it's the mother of all psyops coming on all frequencies against all of us all the time. And the best, the best things we can do include turning on our audio Bibles, uh, listening for tens of thousands of hours, praying in the spirit, worshiping God, um, thinking about how to do Bible verses, 
speaking Bible blessing verses over ourselves because our our words dominate us. That's the implications of Proverbs 18.21 and Mark 11.23. We've got to say right things that we, we said, uh, Jesus is Lord, Romans 10 verses 9 and 10. That's how we got saved. We activated salvation by believing and saying Jesus is Lord. And we activate the promises of God as we believe and say good things about ourselves according to the word of God. So let's stay with Jesus, obey Jesus, follow Jesus. And we're going to be strong in the word and strong in the Lord and the power of his might in these unprecedented times of, of craziness, psyops being thrown at us. And we're going to follow Jesus. We're going to look at Jesus and uh, call all the nonsense, lying vanities and trust God through it all and make it with shining colors as a cloud of witnesses in heaven watches us and cheers us. Amen. Good word. Good, good summarization, Alan. Alan's always good Thank with that. You. He can get a lot out of message out real quick. He memorizes these verses. But I will tell you, um, we're going to be closing with, a, I can't believe I just found it. I believe this is a song that I wrote and sung on by myself uh, like 15 years ago. So we're going to end with that. I'm going to hear myself sing back then. And... Um, that's it. So we'll be back um, next uh, week. Oh, Thursday. I think we're going to do a, a broadcast. And we're going to be getting the pod being out to get out to more of an audience because uh, we've been stifled, guys. Yeah. They wiped out our channel. 13 years of audios on YouTube. And it was not right. They should have not done that to us. And I'm being shadow banned. I already proved it. I, w- I went to everybody. And it's my, my posts don't even show up. So there's some type of global banning system they have. An AI functional demon quantum computer monitoring me. All right. With that being said, uh, Brother Allen, um, I will talk at you later. Thank you for uh, having me, Richard. Thank you for having me. And do we give him a God bless y'all? I'll let you, you give God it to bless him. y'all. Yeah, y'all. Y'all. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Good night, good day, and the Lord loves you and we love you and a lot more than we love you. Amen? Amen. Take care, guys. God bless. God bless you. Just a little-